dear Christian friends. Last Sunday was absolutely a fantastic day. We worshiped and rejoiced in the fact that our Lord Jesus Christ had risen. My wife and I, along with our son Noah and daughter-in-law Sasha, were at the San Marcos Church. And it was great. We had such a large group of people there that day. There was a family that I met who had never been to our church before. I also spoke with a, a family that had been there just the Sunday before. It was also great to see how, how families were expanding. Children, aunts, uncles that came to join together an Easter. And it was also wonderful to see some faces that quite honestly I had not seen in quite a long time. It was a joyous, glorious time. He had risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. But it wasn't quite that way on the first Easter. On the first Easter, we know that uh, Mary Magdalene was with some women, but she got to the to tomb first. She was worried, as they were, about the, the, the stone that was going to be in front. What about the soldiers who were guarding the tomb? But when she got there, the stone had already been rolled, and she didn't have to worry about the bureaucracy of soldiers because they weren't there either. And so she went into the tomb. She went into the tomb, and the tomb was empty. And she was upset. Where is the body of Jesus? Where did they take so she, as we know, we, she ran back to the disciples. Peter and, and John rush to the tomb. John gets there first, doesn't go in. Peter blows right by him, right into the tomb. And then John comes in and... Nobody. It's empty. And so we have at least three people that we know of that can attest to the fact that there wasn't a body in the tomb. They didn't know where the body had been taken. They didn't know who did it. But the disciples return, and then we have this wonderful story of Mary Magdalene who goes back into the tomb. She sees the angels. The angels are saying to her, what are you crying about? My master's They've taken his body. I don't know where it is. Help. And then, of course, we have the, the wonderful dialogue between Mary and Jesus. She doesn't recognize him. Jesus also asks her, woman, why are you weeping? Same thing. I, the body isn't there. What she had come to do to anoint the body, what she had come to do with the other women was impossible because the body wasn't there. And then... We hear this low name, Mary. And as we talked about last week, she gets up. She probably just wants to squeeze the daylights out of him. She is so excited. And Jesus says, whoo, whoo, 
whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do that. I've got something for you to do, Mary. And I've got something to do as well. So she sends him off. So he sends her off to the disciples. And she goes to the disciples. She says, I've seen him. I've seen him. He's alive. What do the boys do? Do they get up? Do they beeline it out there? Nope. What the boys do is just take their rear ends and they stay seated. They don't do anything. Now, we really don't know if Thomas was there at that moment. What we do know is that Thomas ultimately isn't there, but we don't know at that moment whether he was there. And so they do absolutely nothing. And we're told why, because they're afraid. They're scared of the Jews. They're afraid something's going to happen to them. And they've got the door locked. And so now we have... But keep in mind, this particular time is quite early in the day. And Jesus doesn't come to the disciples until later in the evening. And so these boys aren't going anywhere, we're seeing. But they had a lot of time to think. A lot of time to think about what has been going on. They must have been on stimulant overload, all of the things. And they had to start thinking and putting it all together. My goodness, they, 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 right before Jesus came in to, to Palm Sunday, he had raised Lazarus from the dead. The people were going crazy. And then he comes into the, the city of Jerusalem on that donkey, and the people are waving their palm branches. They're singing, Hosanna in the highest, and there are the boys just walking along. We're with them. We're with them. And then, the next day, he turns the table of the money changers over. In your face, religious leaders. In your face. You're desecrating my father's house. Wow. You talk about a high. Here he is. He's, we've got it. It's now for us. And then, everything sort of went cattywampus. Because on Thursday, Jesus tells them, hey, go and prepare for the Passover. And they do. But when they come to the Passover, there, there's Jesus with a bowl of water on his knees, and he wants to wash their feet. Wash our feet. You're the Messiah. You're the Christ. You're the one that's going to take over. You're the one who's going to lead us now. You, you, you're not on your knees, washing our feet. And what does Peter say? Hey, man, you're not washing my feet. And Jesus says, hey, Pete, if I don't wash your feet, 
you're not a part of it. Because what Jesus was showing them was what their ministry was going to be. As Christians, we don't come into this sanctuary. We do not go into the world thinking that people are going to serve us. We have the privilege of serving. The privilege of taking the wonderful gospel message of Jesus Christ to the world and to use our hands, to use our feet, to use our minds, to use our mouth for the blessing of others. We came and go to serve. What a joy. What a privilege. And then all the other stuff that was going on. As they thought that day, they, Jesus told them that one of them was going to betray him. And Judas did. And Jesus said that Peter was going to deny him three times. And he did. And Jesus had already told us that he was going to suffer, die, be crucified at the hands of the religious leaders. And he was. But he also told us that he was going to rise. Everything he's told us has happened. Could it be? Is it possible? Why? And then Jesus came into the room. And maybe the disciples had thought even if he had risen from the dead, he wasn't coming back for us. We ran away. Only John was beneath that cross. None of us were there. Now we're scared. Now we're frightened. Where is the faith? Where is it? It was doubt, 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 doubt. And did Jesus come in and say to them, where were you, boys? Where were you when I needed you? Oh, he comes in and says, peace. He says, peace. And then he talks about forgiveness. Clearly they didn't deserve it. But then again, who does? Because our Lord Jesus Christ comes to us as well. And there are times when our sins are pretty bold. There are times when every one of us has wanted to grab the words that we spoke and put them back in our mouth. There are times when we just flat out didn't do what we know we should have done. We didn't speak. We didn't say anything. There are times when we know that we have sinned. And yes, we can feel guilty. And yes, we can feel ashamed. Jesus says to you and to me, Look at, I went to the cross and died for your sins. I went to the cross and died for your guilt and your shame. Why would you want to carry something that I've already taken <coughs> and died for and completed it? That's the message that you and I have. That's the hope that you and I have. That rejoice in the fact that Christ did it all. <coughs> 
There isn't anything we have to take. But of course, Thomas wasn't there. And when Thomas returns, the disciples tell Thomas, Thomas, we've, we've seen the Lord. Thomas, we've, we've seen him. We've spoken to him. We, we looked at him. And Thomas says, look at Unless I get to put that finger or that finger in the nail prints, unless I get to put this hand in his side, I am not believing. What he's really saying is, I want the same thing you guys got. You got to see him. He showed you his hands. He showed you his feet. I want the same thing. The doubt was there. Thomas's grief was overwhelming to him. I don't know why Thomas wasn't there. Everybody deals with grief in a different way. There isn't one right way for somebody. Remember when members of the congregation would die? I would tell my wife, I would speak to the staff, I say, I'm going to go out and cry. And after I did, it felt so good. I wasn't out there crying because I didn't have hope. That's a loss. There's sorrow. And Thomas had that sorrow because he doubted. He couldn't bring himself unless he could do that. And yet we hear Thomas say, My Lord and my God. <laughs> I don't have to put my fingers in the nail prints. I don't have to put my hand in the side. And Jesus says, blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. That's us. We don't get that. We do not get to see Jesus standing here in the midst of us, showing his hands and his feet and his side. But we put out our hand and we receive the very thing that the disciples received on that Monday, Thursday. We put that hand out and said, take and eat. This is my body. And you and I will take the cup and we will drink. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this in remembrance. That's the blessing we have. That's the hope that you and I have. That's why we can leave here. We didn't come to, to plant ourselves forever. We go. Go into the world. Take the message. Live the message. Enjoy the message. For Christ has come. Born, died, risen. That's what Jesus Christ has done for you.
That's what he does for you each and every day. That's the excitement to be a part of the church, to be a part of Community Lutheran Church, to celebrate who we are because of what Christ has done. We are alive. We are at peace because God is at peace with I pray that you celebrate. I pray, that, as I always do, that you just flat out enjoy the fact that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. I pray that you see the privilege of what that means in your life every single solitary day of forgiveness and hope. And you and I can rejoice. Because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen.